This is I Don't Get It, the pop culture get off my lawn cast, featuring the open-minded musings of two mid-40s curmudgeons ah. staring staring down the prospect of entertainment irrelevance. I am your co-host, Bill William Scurry, Scurry of American Caesar Enterprises, and I'm joined, as always, by my slim partner in crime, your co-host, Noah Tarno of the big quiz thing, the trivia game show spectacular. What do we have on tap today, Billy Boy? No, I have a spectacular waste of time for you, and we're going to have some yeah. fun. Some fun talking about. <laughs> it's not anything. We, here's the problem: it's not anything we can eat, so I don't even know why we're bothering with it this week. Yeah, I know we've become. Uh, well, we haven't done that many food. Uh, just more food topics lately. This, but it's. it's um, like, I think we should just do the Hagen Dazs cast, and we'd both be happy. Yeah, because that's somewhere. all the kids are into Hagen Dazs these days. Hagen Dazs <laughs> not a Danish name, completely made up by Americans. That's true. It I thought it was no supposed to be Swedes. Was it Swedish instead? No, it's supposed to be Danish. They, huh. Their old their old containers showed. Uh, like fake maps of Denmark, I think. You yeah. you keep talking, and I will double-check. Yeah, all right. Okay, anyway, the topic this week is, uh, speaking of waste of time, this is a colossal one that's been very lucrative for the Chinese nation. This is an app called TikTok, which you may or may not be aware of, which I, I understand I lead in most of our topics by saying you may or may not be aware of them. So TikTok is a social media app, right, rooted in short video culture. Whoa, 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 whoa. Short video culture? That's a yes. culture now? It is, well, it'd have to be because that's where we're living. We, the long form is dead. Short video culture is all that exists. Except for Marvel movies, which are four and a half hours. Four and a half hours, precisely. Yeah. So so in said short video culture, the product of TikTok uh, are videos that are frequently timed to snippets of contemporary music. If this sounds familiar, this is pretty much Vine all over again. But, but I mean, the nice thing is, uh, with a lot of the same users, no less, too, um, you know, in this case, our cultural amnesia is so immediate that no one remembers something like <laughs> something like Vine, which was, of course, designed for your great-grandparents' generation uh, three or four yes. years ago. Ask your parents to ask their parents. <laughs> so uh, TikTok was uh, designed by a Chinese startup called ByteDance, B-Y-T-E. It's, it's a company rooted in the Chinese mainland who had spun off TikTok for the non-Chinese audience because it was originally produced for the internal Chinese audience. And it, with an app called Douyin, D-O-U-Y-I-N. And I'm sure you're pronouncing that perfectly. Douyin, I guess so. Yeah. So that came out September 2016. The infrastructure on TikTok and its precursor, Douyin, are, it's the same software. This is where you get into these weird, sludgy, you know, internal Chinese restrictions uh, where they are literally two separate networks because the one that works inside China has to be subject to Chinese scrutiny, which means intense, intense censorship restrictions. Uh, And everything else that doesn't happen, more or less there's like a worldwide server and a Chinese server that are working under two completely different sets of um, uh, rules. In short, the application allows users to create short music videos, that's what they tend to be, of 3 to 15 seconds and looping videos of 3 to to 60 seconds. So it is more or less just again vine if you anybody had any idea with vine vine was an extremely catchy app we didn't talk about it on the show because i think it died maybe six yeah. months or so it was killed rather before it was we... it was bought out by twitter and then they just shut it down i think their goal was to basically have the function of vine in twitter yeah. i didn't follow that story very much sorry to tell you 
But I know they were bought out by Twitter and basically put in the drawer. That's the broad stroke of something very small. It's, It's everything old is new again, and everything that was barely new is even newer now. In our extremely rigorous uh, look at this thing, Noah Tarno. What have you, uh, what, what are your initial thoughts on TikTok? I'm of two minds about this. Well, first of all, let's clarify, it's very popular right now among teens, especially teen girls. And yet another topic suggested to me by my nephews. So although we, you kind of independently stumbled upon it, and I had heard about it, it was sort of in the back of my mind. So really popular among teens right now. I am of two minds about it. On the one hand, I see a lot of creativity here. You know, I'm reminded, honestly, I feel like, well, what was the equivalent of this when we were kids in the effectively pre-internet age, right? The equivalent we had, at least from my point of view, was, I don't know if you did this, was you'd like put a blank tape in a tape recorder and you'd record like funny skits yes, or secretly record making fun of your sister or something like that. And yes. I would do that a lot or do that with friends. And that was funny and cute and amusing. And now you have not only the ability to do it more powerfully because Vine comes with these tools, some very basic uh, video editing tools and uh, an extensive music library that, that you can use legally. But then you see some dorky video made by a 14-year-old that takes very little skill, you know, at least has some degree, I don't want to say sophistication, but some video editing prowess to it, something that will look pretty damn amazing when we were 15. And 500,000 people have looked at it. Compare that to the tape recorder thing where maybe I played it for two of my friends and now you got 500,000 people all over the world looking at it, including... Two pasty white guys like you and me who have never met these kids and never will meet these kids. We're the target audience. I understand what you're saying. We're the target audience. Right. No, more the point. Like, we're not. And, like, even we've heard this crap. That's kind of amazing. No, let me just say I'm of two minds about it because there's some creativity here. It's people doing stuff and not just staring at things, throwing their ideas out there, having fun, playing with stuff. I mean, there are a lot of these lip sync videos that just... They play this snippet of a hip-hop song, and they lip-sync along with it. And that feels a little cliche after a while, but I loved that crap when I was a kid. We had lip-sync contests at summer camp, and I was into that. There's some creativity there. There's some activity there, right? It's not it's not being passive. It's being active. Then here's the problem is, like, when it becomes 500,000 people and someone actually gets famous doing that, this is emblematic of a problem I talk about on the show all the time, that, like, Something's fine if it's just a cute thing people are doing for their own private amusement. When it becomes the basis of celebrity, our cultural standards are lowered into the fucking septic system. These people are not, maybe they are talented, but they're not showing it here. You turned, turned me on the wrong term. You pointed out to me this 17-year-old girl, Lauren Gray, one of the biggest stars on, YouTube, on, on TikTok, right? Yeah. And by the way, just to show you how big it is, I believe it is the most... Next to Facebook Messenger, it is the most downloaded app from the Apple Store yes. the last year or so. So Lauren Gray is 17 years old. I actually think she's got a little bit of personality. She's got some spark, but her face is plastered with makeup, and she's doing these same stupid lip sync videos of like dialogue of her of three different characters as well. There's just not a lot there. And if she's what passes as a star in 2019, 2019 is pretty pathetic. Like a lot of things we talk about, I see some creativity here. It's all right. But like, you better not call this shit high art because if you did, we're doomed. (laughs) How about that? 
Good, good. Actually, yeah. I, How about I that? will agree with you. I, I saw a lot of talent. That's the thing. I when, at first I scoffed at uh, mine. I didn't see a lot of talent. I saw some talent. I saw a lot of creativity. Okay, creativity. That's yeah. Split the hair. Call it that. Yeah. I saw that with Vine too. Like I scoffed at Vine when when it first happened, and I'm like, oh shit, these are actually funny. People put a lot of thought into these small little. I mean, it was weird. There were kids doing it. There were like middle aged actors doing it. There were you know character comedians who were like lifelong hacks were doing it. It was a strange democratic workplace and granted if you were a kid you saw one version of it you saw the beauty and the, the young kids but if you had this real general sense of entertainment a lot of people were using vine just for stupid little make ups which i appreciated quite a bit so i do see that here but what i also see is there's a lot of cynical california um, beehive startup you know houses filled with kids whose jobs are just to do tiktok videos that's their whole business, and they're all really. Are, have they built that structure like they built with YouTube? Yeah, they they're oh, yes, literally yes. grabbing these kids from Indiana, throwing them in a house, yes. and saying, "Make stupid videos all day." It's not just for TikTok, oh, but they fuck. are Instagram people, they are YouTube yeah. people. They're all over the place. Oh, that's the thing. We're but fucked. while they're we're they're fucked. being head they're being headhunted for this very specific skill, you know, like oh, you're fresh faced. You know, these kids are really handsome. You have you have this young blonde kid, fresh faced, covered covered in makeup, but fresh. Um, so a lot of the kids were blandly handsome in that Los Angeles kind of way, where they're all appointed in the in the very de rigueur versions of streetwear. They look like they're image managed and handled. That doesn't mean the stuff they're doing isn't fun, but I can see the veneer. I can see the shellac that's on these kids because they're being made to know that this is important. This is the first step to your entertainment dominance. Uh. You can make a bunch of a bunch of million dollars off of making TikTok work for you, and it's absolutely true. It's it's taking place today. That woman, Lauren Gray, like you said, she's she's the number one, I guess, performer, you'd call her, ranked on, on. Um, I mean, you know, she's definitely in the I, top 10 I or so. I guess performer, you'd call her. Nice. She has a very manicured image. She's 17 years yeah. old, and yet she's made up to look like uh, Lauren Bacall. You know, it's like there's something extremely complex about the makeup. And she has, a, yeah. she has that, that, I know that you hate this, that sort of haunted, dead-eyed, middle-distance yeah. look on her face where her head's kind of tilted at a little bit of a 15-degree yeah. angle. Oh, God. This all is my that problem. Stuff. This is why I think all fashion models should be replaced with with uh, mannequins. Uh, I'm not trying to hatchet this woman for her, her looks or her aesthetic. Or I, know, like that. I know. She's we don't know what she looks like. Me, we have but. no idea what she really looks like because no, she's basically we, wearing like a mask. I think that there's, like I said, a lot of creativity. I, w I have to admit that, again, you got this from your cousins. I got this from a friend of ours whose daughter loves this. Her daughter, their daughter is obsessed with this. And so she is doing TikToks and she's only 11 or so, but she does them with the aptitude of an 11 year old, which is to say a, a, a little, a little, it, it's moving a little quicker than she might. Crappy know, but I think it, is basically what you're saying. You're saying they're crap. That's very nice. Okay. Thank you. She is pursuing a, a career performance because I think that this woke something up in her. Now, I'm not saying she's wow. any good at it. I, I don't know for sure. I do know that it has um, stirred this thing that she wants to like try out for America's Got Talent or whatever. If this is the beginning of that, that's interesting. I could see this. Noah, this is very, that you brought up the tape recorder thing. Well, that but that was the beginning of my desire to be a performer. So sure, yeah, that yeah. makes sense. I yeah, mean, and I'm having the tactile memory of the smell of the plastic, the, the, you know, the dial on top, the volume knob, the actual click of closing the door, the little hatch. Yeah, all that stuff was part of a process that made me feel like, oh, holy shit, the, the process of make, uh, being ma making entertainment has been democratized. So I, it's in my bedroom in 1985. It's right there. And this is the same thing, but you're right. 
um, I hadn't really thought about it. The scope of it is that you can get 9 million followers from that little tape yeah. <laughs> on your tape recorder. I yeah. can't even imagine it. But it's, it's the complete analog of that. You're, you're, you know, you're not mistaken. Right. And frankly, despite the bells and whistles that Vine lets you have, I don't think, like I say, creative, not necessarily talented. I don't think the results are really any better. Uh, I mean, one thing I didn't mention is one thing I found dismaying here is I thought most of these were bad. The prevailing thing is comedy. Very little I thought was, I mean, a couple things I thought were some nice little special effects work, almost like old Melies films, you know? Yeah, yes. There was one, yes. you know, the big thing right now is the bottle cap challenge. Yes. Where people like karate kick off a bottle cap. Yeah, some of those are fun. There was one that was using special effects I thought was really impressive. But those are few and far between. Even, even I looked up the Funny or Die channel. You know, I mean, they're what passes for like an established, you know, moneyed brand doing stuff. And I've seen some real funny Funny or Die stuff in the past. And the Funny or Die videos on TikTok are awful. They're just not funny. They're non-joke. They're kids They're doing just, it. They're kids, you know. Hey, I'm wacky. Here's an observation. Yes. You know, it was just really not good. You know, like you think you'd put more, you think someone like this would put more muscle behind this. Or maybe I'm just old and I don't get it and I'm yelling at people to get off my lawn. Well, uh, but I, but I, I'm just not seeing funny stuff here, and that's okay if they're 13 year olds fucking around. But like, I think that appearance and pulchritudinous beauty comes first, and then comedy and whatever talent comes second. Now that doesn't mean that there's a gigantic split between like, oh, these are just beautiful people being completely dull and onerous on the internet. I think that you need to at least first be the ideal Los Angeles casting agent equivalent or, you know, talent management equivalent of who it is that deserves to get on the internet and who deserves to have 9 million followers. Then you figure out what it is you can do. If it's comedy, if you're wacky, then that's what you're going to get. You're going to get to literally stand in front of the camera and say, I'm wacky and I'm funny. Take my word for it because I'm handsome. And people are going to say, oh, okay. Yeah, I guess you're right. You're handsome. So I'm going to take your word for that. You're funny. <laughs> Spray perfume on your pillow and I'm out of town. And you leave love letters and cursive all around the house. Why? TikTok. Why is this popular? Why has it replaced the tape recorder in 2019? <laughs> Still such a viable form of expression. There, there might be kids going, what's a tape recorder? A right. Hey, were you like me? Were you confused when you were a kid between tape recorders and recorders, the instrument? Yeah, I never understood that. That was a kind of a, it was bullshit. I, I, I'm still angry about that, even to this I, day. I think recorder as the name of an instrument is really stupid. It's dumb. It was a wooden, it was like a flute. It was like, why is this called a Yeah, it's a like recorder? a wooden, wooden, like, first grade flute. Of course, that's the problem with our educational system. You know, we don't teach anyone how to, like, balance their checkbook or parse advertisements for the internet. Instead, we teach them how to play a recorder. A, ba really a, badly, a badly named flute. Really good job, uh, educational system. It's popular because, well, the Chinese language. Uh, <laughs> Lab rats who built this obviously had some genius concept in mind. Yeah. It is every single thing. Again, well, first of all, it's popular because we already had it. It was called Vine. This is just that again. It's social media. It's bite-sized, which is to say short, you know, completely jagged stream of consciousness things. It's popular. It, 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 I'm getting to a, the, maybe the bigger point. I'm, I'm headed up to it. It's a, a giant marketplace right now of the next big thing with all these kids kind of generating the, uh, you know, whoever the, the talent bases of tomorrow's YouTube videos and or TV first look deals. And here's the thing. This was a lot like Vine. This is a lot like Snapchat. This 
is inscrutable to adults. And I almost feel like that <laughs> is not necessarily besides the point, a thing that perhaps the creators of this weren't necessarily intending, but that's why kids get on it is because it is a safe right. haven away from prying eyes of adults. They don't know what they're looking at. It is the thing they can't make sense of. This is why kids went on Discord servers. This is why they took their conversations to um, live gaming, you know, over, over Bluetooth earphones. It's like you're hiding a stream of information from the people that that, I mean, granted, God knows, you know, if, is there anything turpitudinous happening? Probably not. There's just the idea that they don't know what this is, therefore it's a safe space for us. It's, it's, it's a haven. People like us just have to look at and maybe say, we, we get what this is generally, but we don't, you know, we're not going to participate in it. This isn't for us. We don't quite understand it. We're not language natives for it, but the kids are. I don't agree at all. Oh, okay. I find this very scrutable. I mean, we've said this every time we look at a video game. I have problems with that. I couldn't make heads or tails of Fortnite or Roblox or all that. And despite having played not a ton of video games as a kid, but a fair number, you know, I just think video games have extended. This seems very understandable to me. And that, you know, reminded of the tape recorder thing. And we'll get to this in a minute. I would have been all over this if this had been around when I was a kid. And I'm even tempted to be all over it now. This, I totally get this. And I think this is very easy for adults to get. Or at least adults our age, maybe our parents' age wouldn't get it. I mean, you could say it's appealing to them because it's their domain. Adults just aren't into it. Yeah. But I don't yeah. think it's, I don't think it's cryptic to us. You know, I don't I don't get so much of the shitty music they listen to. Our parents are the same thing, but I understand it. How about, but and how about as this, a though? scholar no. of popular music, I even understand what it's doing to appeal to them. So I, I, I think you're wrong about that. I don't no, think no, that's no. part of it. What I'm appeal. saying, I think I think you in particular and me to a, a co-degree are a little exceptional because we've made, <laughs> yes, this, we we've are. made this our bailiwick. You know, our whole yeah. job has been to parse these things out. So we've developed a Our kind of job. Way. We're getting it paid is. so much. That's it. Our cultural job. No, and we don't get paid. We do this out of out of altruism for others. Yes, this altruism. Is, yes, but doing a our, service we, to humanity. We've taken it upon ourselves to be the interpreters of this stuff. This is yes. in a way that you know, the if authority. you asked me four years ago, this kind of thing, you know, might have been more ins inscrutable. I think that no, we've looked at it. No, I I find this so easy to understand. Okay, it's it's not so much the thing and how it works and what it's there for. I think that the short video form, like every. Everyone understands. Yeah, if, if you brought this to Fred Rogers, he would say, I get what this is. Kids are making short videos. I get that. What I'm saying is what they're saying inside of the videos. What I'm saying is the actual form, the jagged way that they've broken up communication, not in terms of full sentences. And it's, it's their clauses. Sometimes they're even just half of clauses. You know what I'm saying? That's the part I'm talking about that's inscrutable is okay. the method of communication, not necessarily the language the they're speaking, not the, the form. Right? How about that? The, How about the that? content, not the form. You're on the right track there. As for why I think it's popular, it's, I mean, it's easy and it's fun. I, I, I actually think if we're going to talk about the functionality of it, you know, I just kind of poked around a little. I didn't make a video. It definitely seems very elegant and easy and simple and not hard to figure out. You know, going back to the tape recorder thing, everyone wants to show off. And it's an easy way to show off. A lot easier than recording in a tape recorder, right? Uh, we didn't have these methods. Average Joe kid is making a video and it gets viewed by seven people. But, you know, they can dream that they'll win the viral lottery. Plenty of these kids do. I mean, I think the kids that do win the viral lottery don't seem to have any more talent or skill or savvy than I'm sure average Joe or Jane, you know, making the video for seven people. So it's an easy and fun way to show off. And, and look, 
kids wanted to show off when we were kids and kids want to show off even more now. The lingua franca of our culture now is self-promotion and self-promotion is as important if not more important than content. I'm sure if you did a side-by-side -side between videos that got 10 views and videos that got uh, 100,000 views, you wouldn't see that much difference in terms of quality. You might see a difference in terms of, you know, in tune with what other people are doing, uh, following the marketing trends, using the hashtags right and all that nonsense, but I don't think you'd see any difference in terms of talent or quality. I gotta be honest, I gotta be honest. Hearts been walked on, so I'm cautious. No, Turno, would you have liked this when you were a kid? Oh my God, yeah. I would have made videos all the time. I could see that. And you know. I would have beaten the shit out of myself because... Only 10 people would have watched each one, and I would have felt like a loser. But I would have been all over this crap. I would have been dancing. I would have been lip-syncing. I would have been playing games with my cat. I would have been having conversations. All these people do these conversations with themselves where they play three characters, and the only difference is in one shot they're wearing glasses or whatever. I would have made videos up and down, left and right, all day, every day. I, I believe it. I, I would have been complaining about, I, man, some of these videos are bad. Like this one video, it had thousands thousands of views, and it was just a kid like saying, you know, who's a hoe? Emily's a hoe. Suck it, Emily. It's a 20-second clip. He's doing nothing. Millions of people have watched it. And I'm like, first of all, this is like kind of offensive. And second of all, there's nothing to it. Then fuck you, you little twerp. Emily was probably right to dump your ass. <laughs> what makes you so goddamn special? So, so yeah, I would have I loved this. I loved it, loved it, loved it. As much as I love the tape recorder idiom, and that had more to do with the fact that no one was going to see it. It was, it was for me. It was not for public consumption. Oh, no. I would have. I dreamed of that shit getting picked up and put on TV. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, I, I, I'm more of a watcher. I'm more of an audience member. I'm not, a, I'm not a performer. I don't need to be. I don't have. I mean, I have much. You know, I look, I enjoy doing podcasts, all those things. But, you know, there's a certain part of performance that's beyond my um, core competency, you might say. I don't think I would have been into this as a kid. I mean, first of all, as an audience member, let's just say as somebody who's digesting the content it gives, you know, it's occasionally funny. I will admit that. But it's also discordant. It's short. I'm using bad uh, adjectives here. It's short. It's chaotic. It's insipid. And, 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 and you know, it's completely right now uh, honed and bolted to a 13-year-old's thought process, right, which I think is tedious because I'm not interested in watching the world as it's viewed through a 13-year-old <laughs> Californian that doesn't say anything about the universe, and it's a very limited palette of, ex of, you know, of exposure. You can't really create much out of, you know, whatever a kid might just say, especially if it's just a common suburban kid who was airlifted into Pasadena, into one of these um, incubator houses, Air, that sort of thing. Airlift. One of the things that I, and maybe this even goes off to the jealousy thing, just to skip ahead for a second, is that watching these, I thought, man, where do you get these ideas from? How, a lot of these kids are kind of, they're, they're both synthetic and syncretic in what they're coming up with. And in some cases, maybe it's like, oh, this isn't that funny, but I thought, there's a lot of brain power. Like, there's actually some cleverness afoot. Even if I don't like it, I get that they are, I don't know, eating a ton of influences and spitting out something, you know, new or just to the left of it. And I appreciated some of the hustle on these kids. And I said, well, I don't have that aspect, which is part of why I would have been kept out of it is because I can't play the game. I'm not going to get into this if I'm just going to make shitty videos that no one's going to watch. And I know very well what I'm making would not be nearly as good as the 85th best thing on uh, you know tiktok that afternoon uh, yeah but it's the viral lottery dude 
there is some creativity here. Uh, yeah, and, and they do have, you know, it in certain ways it heartens me that this is kids being active and not passive. I heard that life gets hard when you're older And the fun stops just for kids Is this a sign of the apocalypse? Uh, oh, uh, Noah Tarno, you mean to tell me that the Chinese wrote a piece of software which people are willingly dumping tons of biometric data into? Yep. And you're telling me I, I might parse that as being a bad thing? Ah, for <laughs> shame, my slim friend. Uh, look, I, I hate to be I'm – not, I'm not trying to be like a nativist here. I'm not trying to be some, you know uh, – uh, you know, stirring up some sort of anti-Chinese sentiment. It's bad when some a-hole in the Bay Area does this. You know, you're talking about p- companies that are just almost as a side effect. They're just designed to take in reams and reams and reams of data. And also you're feeding into it faces. You're feeding into it sounds, voices, information. I read, um, I sent you a Washington Post article, which was kind of interesting. They said, it's not a surprise to say that people everywhere are using this, especially if they're Westerners. Especially if they're on, if they're in the armed services, if they're lonely, if they're on bases throughout the world. So people are making uh, TikTok videos. And I'm sure that this isn't like the most, this isn't the worst security breach that we have to worry about today. We have bigger problems than this. But people are doing TikTok videos from inside installations in Afghanistan, inside China, no less, where they're, you know, you, you get, a, the camera gets a look at who is in the room, what's on the walls. What's around? Where it is? Yeah. You know what the coordinates are. It's it could be seen as as fairly uh, benign or just ephemera, just data. But on the other hand, these companies track this stuff for a reason. The other thing we didn't mention is that as a Chinese company, you now TikTok claims that it's siloed. It's it's Chinese audience and it's Chinese information on one entire system, and they have the rest of the world in another silo. Yeah. Uh, but the reality is that Chinese companies are compelled by the word of law, by by the fiat of the Communist Party, that they cannot resist the state if it requests anything. Are you uh, saying we cannot trust the Chinese government? <laughs> all the more reason to be buddy, all the more reason to trust the Russians because yeah, uh, it's buddy up to the we Russians. We need a counterbalance, yeah. That's the worst. I, I'm, am I pulling something out of my ass? Yeah, probably. But it, and it, is it the worst case scenario? Yeah, m- most likely. How likely is it? I, I really don't know. <laughs> but we're, but we're kind of living in the worst case scenario, my I know, friend. I know. Well, that's why <laughs> not the worst. Not the worst. Come on. Let's this not is, over. This, this is why I wanted to bring it up because I look, the Chinese thing is the Chinese thing. Everyone understand, understands the implications of that. But this is happening. You know, Apple computers doing this. I mean, I have a fucking desk filled with Apple uh, appliances and they know more about me than I'd probably feel comfortable with. I've just willingly coughed up credit card numbers and addresses and, you know, Google Maps has my my little path around New York City every day. It knows every single stop I've made. I've just given it away. It's true. And I think that there's no harm because, it's, you know, I don't see I'm firewalled from... <laughs> They're going to get us one way or another, so, know. you know... Well, uh, I, what about you? What do you think? Yeah, you're right. I mean, I keep going back to the tape recorder comparison, but I think it's useful in a lot of ways. So I'm 10 years old. My mom takes me to Crazy Eddie, and we buy a freaking Emerson tape recorder for, I don't know how much these things cost back then, probably like 15 bucks, right? And a packet of shitty Memorex tapes. And I sit in my bedroom, and I record little sketches where the little plastic finger puppet I have is is arguing with pro wrestlers. Compare that to 30 years later, and this is an application, most downloaded app in the U.S., available in 150 markets, 75 languages, 1 billion downloads globally. 
And this is all, you know, it's existed less than three years. This is how commodified childhood imagination has become. Wow, that's a good way to put it, man. You know, yeah. like, like I tell you, you, Bill, you're Mr. Disney, and I don't know if we've ever had this discussion. And I, I went to Disneyland recently, had a great time. I, I do not turn my nose up at seeing Disney movies. But one thing that really bothers me about Disney is I feel like Disney has essentially turned childhood imagination into a marketed and more importantly copyrighted product it's as if fairy tales were owned by a big corporation these kind of ideas or as if playground chants you know greasy grimy gopher guts the things that just flit in and out of childhood life are now trademarked and registered products owned by people sold by people bought by people that's my misgiving about disney and now i think TikTok represents that, the play of childhood or preteenhood, the creativity, the growth. It is a step towards companies owning you as an individual. Now they own your imagination. They own your creativity. They own your play. I find that disturbing on a lot of levels, on an existential level, even putting aside nefarious dealings they might do with your data. So I find that scary. I also find scary, and this is something we talked about a lot, and, you know, Jimmy Fallon was a big example of this, of, you know, the lowering of standard. When Lauren Gray, you know, it's fine if Lauren Gray is just who gives a shit, she's fun, we're all going to forget her name in two weeks. When she wins, you know, a Mark Twain humor prize, this, this shows that, <laughs> right? Right. It's the lowering of standards. If she stays, whatever, no one gives a shit, but if she becomes held up as a comedy genius and an artist worth memorializing then we got problems so i think a lot of things we look at portent that and i don't worry about them if they come and go i worry about them if they stay and stay is there any facet of this which causes you jealousy and i'm yes. assuming there must be yes yes i wish it was around when i was a kid i wish i'd been able to make videos i wish those videos were all over the place and made me famous i wish people looked at my work and were as excited and wanted to comment on it as much as i comment on this garbage also i'll tell you i was pretty good at lip syncing i won the lip sync contest at summer camp like twice so like fuck this now lip syncing's an art screw you i was a pioneer where's my credit <laughs> so well, yeah look, I'm, uh, I'm jealous I'm not. Uh, I'm not jealous of this so much. I, I mean, I will uh, go back to what I said about watching a natural type of cleverness, this this acquisitiveness that these kids have, in terms of understanding the form of uh, you know, like like yeah, maybe the little thing about somebody playing three different versions of a character in one thing, and it's like it's a little little stupid drama. They're not always great, but I like to. I, I think that's they're not always great. Okay, but I like to see that. That's where people. That they're thinking to make little sketches. I'm not saying it's it's Bob Newhart's comedy albums from 1960, but I am saying <laughs> that people have there's a sense of like this is funny and I'm going to get there. And someday if they keep doing things like that, they can. I, I think it's a good way to start. And um, I looked at the interface for I mean today I'm saying I looked at the interface for TikTok and I'm like I don't know what to do with this. I, I don't even know where to start. I don't even know what to begin. Should I? Um, try to lip sync uh, Head Like a Hole by Nine Inch Nails? <laughs> Should I try to do a, a small comedy sketch? Should I put a picture up? I didn't know, like nothing seemed good. Nothing seemed like a, an appropriate idea. And I like, just because I didn't speak the language. So I do get envious of those kids who look like they get this and they're on the road to maybe being something better than the crappy TikTok star of the 
last five minutes, that kind of thing. Uh, I mentioned Jimmy Fallon before, but let's put TikTok on the Fallonian scale. So as we know, we have a – lately we've been doing zero to ten, right? Something like, like quality that, yeah. of things that we look at on the show. And Jimmy Fallon is absolute zero. Nothing can get lower. He is mm-hmm. he is the mathematical constant of zero, the worst thing in the history of humanity. And ten, you know – Varies. So, yeah. where do you put this on the Felonian scale? The, one of our earliest was it episode number one? Was it was it Snapchat? I think episode number yes. one of the show was Snapchat. Sna- it wasn't the first one we recorded, but it was the first one. First we one released. we ran. Yeah. I think that that this reminded me a lot of doing that, and right. the entertainment on this is much better than yes. Snapchat. Snapchat yes. was completely useless. Snapchat is thought scattering, and but I do feel like both of these. I would put it above Snapchat, but I'd put it on the low end of things. And again, I'm not, I'm not trying to discount the talent, but I'm just saying what this does to communication, as I understand it, and here I, I'm being a classicist about it, I think that this stuff is designed to destroy communication as we know it. <laughs> oh, Jesus. And Why did you, you mention that in the, in the apocalypse segment? I think it's more or less. It's, it's, you know, yeah, it's all it's there. It's implied. But, yeah. but the, it's implied, exactly. I, and I think that when you, I don't want to see debase or coarsen. It's not, it's not what's going on here because people are still smart. They're, we're not raising idiots. We're just not teaching them anything. People yep. themselves are as smart as they've ever been. It's just that there's a lot of ignorance. There's a lot of withholding of information in particular. And there's also, you know, the, the, the want to make sure that kids in particular don't gravitate towards certain things like it's somehow better for the business if they don't know how they're being exploited or if they yep. don't know what came before them right I, right I, I can't tell no I can't tell you why that why that's the case or how someone could think of that but apparently I guess because they're making money off of it that must be why you would do anything I mean in a long story short it reminded a lot of Snapchat I just think that the craft is better than Snapchat because it's a little more scalable but I, I you know I just get this thing where it, this isn't helpful to communication this this breaks up ideas <laughs> this this scatters thoughts this yeah. this you know breaks everything into memes and and you know gets people out of looking at longer broader fuller conversations yes. that are jagged and have subtext and nuance there's no room yes. for that here yes right tiktok makes people less likely to read the atlantic and for that reason you're mother jones you're, you're lower yeah. mother jones i'm gonna put this at five right in the middle i'm glad you brought up snapchat i think this is far superior to snapchat snapchat i couldn't make sense of snapchat must have might as well have been an ancient aramaic for all the good it did me i had no idea what i was looking at what function it served as i mentioned before i understand tiktok very well and i not as down on it as you are so i'm putting it five right in the middle because i think there's a lot of potential there but there's also a lot of awful horrible potential as well in there uh and i don't yeah fine it 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 gets people farther away from the long form thing but we're so much on that path anyway i mean we're not going to do an episode on facebook but i think that's a much greater culprit on something like this especially reading because that that literally does that to reading yeah whereas watching videos i mean people were making complaints like this when mtv came out um oh watching a three minute video is not the way you're supposed to watch tv so i put this at five and i'm trying to think of what other things we looked at were like an even five for me you know this is the problem with the show we've done a hundred episodes now or whatever and i i forgotten about so many of these topics <laughs> you know when we, we did game pigeon just last week and i kind mm-hmm. of feel like this is even with game pigeon like mm-hmm. a lot of potential but 
who gives a shit ultimately. No, it's true. Um, there, there is something in the last two episodes that it's fun that you find the thing, you go to the core of it that reminds you of what it was like being a, a child in a much different aspect than it was like for me where I'm horrified by these things to some degree, but you gravitate them. Well, North America, if you would like to find past episodes of this fine program, uh, look on Apple Podcasts, look on SoundCloud, go to Google Play, even Stitcher, if you will. You can tweet to us at Noah and Bill Show. You can write to us, Noah and Bill don't get it, at gmail.com. And you can give us a review on iTunes because that's apparently the way podcasts get found. Word of mouth, you're our uh, ground crew, everybody. You're our uh, Macedonian troll farm. That's who you guys are for us. <laughs> so you can find me on Twitter at William Scurry. I'm always there. I live there. I've always been there. I've always been the, uh, the caretaker of the Overlook Hotel. Yes. And uh, go to YouTube. You'll find my video essay series, American Caesar Salad, at youtube.com slash amcaesar. Noah Tarno, what about you, buddy? I'm all about the big quiz thing, bigquizthing.com, corporate and private trivia events nationwide and uh you can follow us on twitter big quiz thing instagram big quiz thing facebook big quiz thing uh not vine not vine not tiktok yet i probably said vine about five times and i meant tiktok during this recording i get it they'll understand you're, you're gonna have to fix it in post my friend you fix it uh and i personally am on twitter at noah tarno excellent so until next week we do continue our countdown to 100 everybody and uh we do not get it a production of American Caesar Enterprises 2019.